Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Blue. Man, how does your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me? I am Spike Lewis in these same social streets. How you holding up out there, sir? Hey, I can't complain. Valentine's Day weekend had passed, and I saw the funniest shit mm. that was Atlanta in a nutshell, dude. What's that? Dude, so you know T.I. and Killer Mike got the Bankhead Seafood truck. Facts. They finally was out my way, but they were in family, no, dollar store, family dollars parking lot or some shit, whatever. On, on Valentine's Day? Nah, this was the day before Saturday. So I pull up, I pull up, in, <laughs> I pull up in front of the family dollar and I see this dude get out and he walked in or he get ready to walk in and this gal walked by and he looked back, look at her ass and shit. She looks back at him the same time he looked back and they stand there and look at each other for like three seconds. And then he was just like, he was like, hey, come here. And they were like, hey, let me call you. I'm sitting right in front of this. That's the only reason I've seen all this. He's like, hey, let me call you. She was like, okay. Nigga, walk in. I go get my food. Ten minutes later, he come out with flowers and, <laughs> and Valentine's Day shit. I said, number one, this nigga just picked up somebody in six seconds flat. Then he went in and got his main gal, Valentine's Day shit, Dollar General. This nigga's a savage. <laughs> <laughs> Poor fella, set this self up. This nigga is on hey. a whole nother type of time, dude. That is, that is some Atlanta shit, 100%. Jesus Christ. 100% Atlanta shit. The pandemic ain't stopped a thing in the A, as you can <laughs> see, man. This week, we are breaking down Judas and the Black Messiah. We're going to give you our real ratings on that soundtrack. And Puff Daddy is suing Sean John, his former company. We're going to go give you the details on how that breaks down. Lil Wayne and Jewels can't feel my face. I hope you guys are ready for that because I'm not. And lastly, and definitely not least, FX has a brand new show, Hip Hop Uncovered. We're going to tell you what we think about it. But first, speaking of Atlanta not being shut down and the pandemic not affecting a thing down here, Meek Mill was out clubbing and guess who seen him, ran into him, got a viral moment from him. Your man's Takashi 69 is back in the news, trolling Meek Mill live, indirect in the parking lot. I want to ask you, Animal Brown, did this look staged or is this like real deal? Meek Mill need to be more careful where he's hanging out at. Man, the first thing I thought when I saw this, I'm talking about immediately when it when I saw this, it crossed my mind. Takashi needed this pub in the worst way possible, nigga. His buzz is stupid quiet. It's been non-existent for the past year, ever since he got out. And he did exactly what his Academy Award-winning acting ass should have done when he ran into Meek Mill in public. And that's pull his phone out, hit record and do a whole lot of barking behind highly paid security, dude. Like that's it. That's exactly what he was supposed to do. Now back to McMill though. McMill side of things, he's talking shit to Takashi here in Atlanta, going back and forth with WAC 100 on IG. Like, bro, if anybody needs things to go back to normal and open up, bro, it's Meek Mill because he got way too much time on his hands. Bro, you ha this is how you handle the Takashi situation if you're Meek Mill. You come out of the club, you see Takashi in the corner of your eye, you smirk, chuckle to yourself, 
get into your half quarter million dollar car that's being chauffeured by your hundred thousand dollar chauffeur and you hop in the group chat and laugh about it like guess who what clown ass nigga i just saw coming out of the club that's it dude He's an 80s baby. He shouldn't be acting like it's in public, going back and forth with teenagers. He's from a different generation. He should know better. And he's disappointing me by the day by doing shit like this. And you bring up a, a couple of great points there. Mainly, I don't even understand how he even seen this nigga in the parking lot. And I'm talking about Meek Mill seeing Takashi 69 you familiar with the pancake block videos? That would have been my security rolling over Takashi, his phone flying one way, his wig going the other way, and me, Meek Mill, completely oblivious. Like, oh, who was out there? Like, flat out presidential security. Like, I would have been moving through that parking lot like I was Barack Obama, dude. Or if I was Jay-Z or LeBron James, you never see them niggas get into it with fans and shit. Head down, keep it moving forward till we get in the whip. We're going to surround you. Like, there's no way you're going to stop me if you Takashi and have a conversation, pull your phone out. Like, niggas is flat out steamrolling you, bro. <laughs> You give me, you send me the lawsuit and the documentation later about how your neck got broke because my security straight out just moves you out of the way, my nigga. Like, there's no conversation for you to be had with me. And that goes to the other point I agree with you. And you said, like, me, Mill got too much time on his hand, man. You're doing too much talking about the wrong shit, too much worrying about the wrong shit on Clubhouse. You arguing with niggas. You getting to argue with kids on the corner about $20. Like, you just out here bullshitting, dude. Not something that I I would expect from a nigga who got picked up in jail in a helicopter and went to go sit floor side at the 76ers game with his billionaire owner friend. Not a nigga that I would expect that uh, Robert Kraft had a dream chasers like medallion on, bro. Like, I don't expect this shit from stuff like that you you elk yourself with and these people. You're around in the elk that they have. You surround yourself with good people, but still keep doing this bullshit. And you got to decide which Meek Mill is the real Meek Mill, dude. Like, which one? That's what yeah. I want to know. Yeah, he, he tripping, man. He, he got to act his age. He got, but yeah, he got to act his wage. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say it ain't even his age; it's his wage. Like, there's no way. Like, I don't understand how Takashi gets like has a conversation with him. Like, my nigga, I'm meek, bro. Like, I'm uh, up here. Like, you you can't even be in the same places I'm at. How we nigga talking about they found me and like, man, get out of here, bro. It, it's to, the it's the egos. Listen. Did you even hear what Takashi was saying, bro? Did you hear did you hear the words that he was yelling? Nah, he was I yelling just... out trying to mock Meek Mill because he had a police security guard with him. Mm. Like, bro. Yeah, out of all... yeah, I'm worth a lot of money, my nigga. Look who we're talking about. I... <laughs> this nigga is literally the police, dude. And he's talking to me. This nigga literally took the stand, dude. But he got, yeah, it, but he got, and that's, you're absolutely like, right. What? That, but like, how did he get so amped up? Like, how did the gas even get put on the fire? Like, I don't understand how the security just didn't steamroll it. Because he has security. There's no well. conversation. I don't give a fuck to that. They gonna be fighting then. Like, all I know is I'm in a truck and we speeding off. All somebody got shot. Oh, God damn, that's a job. That's what they signed up for. I pay these niggas to do this. I, either somebody needs to be fired or make Mill does a really, really, really bad job of being a celebrity. Yeah, he just like, he's engaging. You just can't. To, to be fair, Takashi is good at getting under people's skin. He knows what buttons to push 
And sometimes it's easier for people to fall into that. We saw it on Breakfast Club. He got it. He, the first time I've seen anybody get on a Charlemagne skin was when Takashi was on there. Dude, that shit almost never happens. It's usually the other way around. So he's good at it. He's good he at is. triggering people, even though we'd all know it's a farce and it's a shuck. He's just good at it. And he didn't, I guess Meek didn't want the image uh, because Takashi, he did see that Takashi had his phone up. So the perspective coming from that end would have looked like he was talking big dog shit to Meek and it might have made Meek look crazy on one end, but you just got to be able to absorb that and ignore it and don't fall into it. He may be good at it, but my point is I'm not even playing the same game with you if I'm Meek Mill and you Takashi. You may be good at basketball, my nigga, but I'm boxing. Like that, you could do all of that shit that you want to do. Like, there's no reason that I'm gonna engage with you. There's no reason that I'm like this moment go any further than the camera get knocked out of your hand and you get knocked on your ass and hopefully not killed. Like the best thing that could have happened, like if I was in Meek Mill's shoes and, and what I had trained my security to do, not that I'm some tough guy or something, but my security, their instructions would be, if you see him, anybody like him, anybody trying to endanger me or the people with me, go and put them on their ass. We'll worry about everything else in court. That's what I pay y'all niggas for. Not for this nigga to, you to wonder if it, oh, do he want to talk to Takashi? Or should we be worried about his shit? Man, beat that nigga ass, dude. That's what I pay you for. <laughs> they pick worry about all the rest of the shit later, man. I ain't doing none of this with him, man. I just can't understand, like you said, how Meek Mill continues to engage. And then even from this, you get to arguing with Wack. Yeah. Now you're gonna pull up on Wack 100? Wow. Like man. you said, like he says something smart in the tweets, like you're an internet thug talking about Wack, and then you do all of this on the internet all day. How you a real gangster? Then why are you talking to this nigga? That's a fact. I ain't got nothing to say to a nigga that I feel like is an internet thug and ain't a real gangster. No way. I'm not going to pull up on you. I'm not trying to like, I don't care what you got to say. <laughs> Meek Mill just need to do a better job of where he pays attention and spend his time at, man. Because I believe yeah. in him. See, I guess it's like, you know, you harder on people that you expect a lot out of. That's like, I expect Meek, like I said, I seen a nigga get picked up from the fucking jail and go right there courtside with the billionaire owner he talks about it in his rap i ain't the only one harping on this shit he says this i expect more out of you my nigga i agree i agree you got hove on on speed dial man you gotta you gotta hey, I don't know, like, man. just just don't engage dog like it, it, it ain't that deep yeah. um, and, I, and, I, and i could expect to fuck up every now and then but it just sure. yeah yeah much. it just happened too much like if nothing had happened prior to this and this happened i'm like okay i get it yeah, but you arguing with niggas, you just got to argue with academics. I ain't no way, there's no way on earth I'm arguing with academics and six nine in the same three months span. My nigga. Like, <laughs> I'm not even doing this. I could imagine how me, like, I don't know why Meek Mill did it. He was okay. so turned up on Clubhouse, boy. And he's like, I'm not arguing with these niggas, man. Y'all niggas are lesser than me. Fuck, I'm arguing with y'all niggas. Fuck. Man, let's take it up top, man. Puff Daddy P Diddy Diddy, whatever he's going by these days. Puff been pretty low. Kept a low profile last year, but he popped up recently along with his lawyers <laughs> to file a lawsuit against Sean John for $60 million. And yes, we know Puff created Sean John back in the day, but he sold the clothing brand in 06. Uh, what he is doing, he is accusing the brand of confusing consumers uh, by mm. using his voter die slogan uh, that he trademarked in 2004, making people think that he's still associated with the brand. My question, does Puff have a case or should he chalk this up as an L? Puff got to chalk this up, man, uh, simply because he let the patent expire. The voter died, what is it, voter died. That phrase was patented by Puff's election 
campaign and not under the Sean John label, but the Sean John people were the people that bought it. They jumped on an opportunity when they seen it left. Puff people got to stay on it. And I understand Puff's frustration. He sold his brand. He's trying to separate himself from it. If y'all want to continue to benefit from Puff Daddy, y'all got to give me another check. Thanks. And this brand, they trying to grow, they, they trying to grow their portfolio. Kenneth Cole, I think, is another one of the uh, black, uh, I would say, designers that I knew in their, their port, uh, and Katy Perry as well. I didn't know uh, Kenneth but, Cole was black. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know if he is black. I just always considered it a black brand. I think he is. I think Kenneth really. Cole, I think Kenneth Cole is. I, I may be wrong. I'm not sure. Uh, don't quote me on that. But I, I, that was the only other familiar brand that I knew when I looked up their profile. And I get it. They're trying to come up. They're continuing to build their brand. They're trying to add bigger and bigger names to their portfolio. And who better to be associated with than Puff Daddy? And what better phrase, voter die or whatever it may be, or whoever to be beefing with than Puff Daddy? So I feel them. I feel like they're trying to continue to grow their brand. And I ain't mad at them. Puff Nicole is white as Christmas snow. Wow. <laughs> if he has a case or not, like you said. I, I don't think so. Uh, the trademark was null and void in 2016. Um, either Puff or an intern or an assistant dropped the ball and didn't file the renewal documents. And uh, the people who own Sean John jumped over all that. Let's <laughs> believe they had knowledge of this lapsing. Let's be very clear. Um, and so that that mistake might cost him millions. I find it interesting, though, not only is he suing Sean John for 60 million, he's also suing them in a separate lawsuit for 25 million for using his image and likeness without permission. So just the headline of Puff suing Sean John is nuts in itself. But I have several questions, though. I have three specific questions regarding this. Number one, did you know he sold Sean John in 06? Yes. I feel like it was still some life in it, it back still, then. It kind of popping in 06. Yeah, it was still kind of popping, but I do remember that he sold it, though, yeah. I didn't know it had been that long ago. I'm not going to lie. Number two, mm. did you know Sean John was still putting out clothes? No, I did not. Well, actually, they got a big and tall section in Macy's. <laughs> That's it. They ain't even Bro, got what no are you regular. doing over there? That's number one. <laughs> That's funny. I definitely was just walking by, but they, 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 the, the jeans are super duper wide leg now. They still make Sean John. That's how I know that because it's jeans. They don't even have no regular like straight fit or slim fit jeans. It's all big boy boot cuts, baby. Straight I did not know the they still made clothes. That's number one. Thanks. Then the, the lastly, what does Puff do now, dude? <laughs> like, he ain't put that's out a, no music. That's a great question. It's Revolt, ain't it? He running Revolt. Nigga, when is the last time something new came out on Revolt that you were checking for, dude? Like. That is a no revolt, dude. But here's a question about the, the lawsuit. If you puff, are you just mad because they ain't cutting you a check for this additional shit? Because like you just said, the average consumer has no fucking idea that Sean John don't run and Puff Daddy are not associated no more. Yeah. So if the vote or die is what you're worried about and Sean John is using it, it seems like there wouldn't be an issue here. Like that no one fucking knows that you don't own Sean John no more. It's your, it's your name. And it's still a representation of you. So it, it seems like this a failure to cut the check, not the fact that they misusing it or something like that. And the reason that he sued him before, um, they released a false statement. <laughs> they released a false statement to the press claiming that he said something that he didn't say. So that's really probably what pissed him off. And he's like, I have not been fucking with them since. Probably so. But I, bro, the, first of all, the judge is going to see 60 million. 
and then they're going to look at the receipts of the voter die shirt sales and they're going to laugh their ass off because it's going to be more like $600 for the entire campaign of how many shirts they sold, dude. Right. Nobody thought, nobody saw the voter die and was like, oh shit, Puff still with Sean John. Let me go get a hoodie, dude. No, my nigga. That is definitely a fact. I, unless he's trying to do that. something. I feel like he may have been trying to do something else with the shirts and they were like, oh, nope, we got it. Uh, he, yeah, he may try to put out his own. Or something. Yeah. Or he tried to probably bring it back. I think he tried to bring it back. Sean John was like, oh, you mean these right here? <laughs> oh, nigga. That nigga Google voter die shirt, nigga, and seen it with new fresh in them. Oh, they got a brand new line they just dropped for the election, nigga. <laughs> said, wait, what? <laughs> That's funny as shit. With some slaw ass designs. With the Burlington designs, nigga. Puff was super mad. Imagine you don't do shit all day in your robe. You think you got a good idea. You like my nigga, I'm gonna hit him with the new voter die shirts. Let me Google this shit real quick. See what the last thing I'll put out with him. <laughs> you see some ugly ass. Dealers.com, nigga, right now. <laughs> Fuck on Coles.net. <laughs> but uh rumor has it. Uncasa, your man's was on a podcast and they asked him about Can't Feel My Face, the, the infamous Lil Wayne and Jewel's project. Mm. My question to you in 2021, currently it is in February, are you checking for the Can't Feel My Face project from Jewel Santana and Lil Wayne? Yes. Oh my God. If it was February of 2007, <laughs> February 2021, absolutely not. <laughs> Things have changed, dude. And I don't believe that there's an audience for this project anymore. Um, I saw Uncasa, shout out to Purple City. Uh, you, don't, you don't know nothing about that Purple City album, banging. Put you on that Purple City. Absolutely not. But here's the thing, though. He, he said it was coming. He said it was on the way. They said this last year. Joel's wife was on Breakfast Club about this time last year and said the exact same thing that they had been working on a project and it's you know it's finally about to drop. Bro, stop, man. Fast forward on Costa say the same goddamn thing this year. Back in the day, Joel's was on fire. He was next up. I don't know if he dropped the ball or if Def Jam dropped the ball. We don't know who fumbled it, but 15 years later, we're still talking about this project as if they're in the same positions as they were then. They're obviously not. I fuck with Jewel's old shit. He doesn't even sound the same when he rap, bro. Like, and there's no, there's no need for this. There's no need. I got the original version when it leaked several years ago. We're never getting the official version. That's okay. Detox also isn't coming. And the J. Cole and Kendrick album also isn't coming, dude. I've learned to live with all of this. And, and they should be at peace with this project not seeing the light of day. They missed the window. It's a wrap. Have you gave up on Watch the Throne 2 yet? I'm keeping hope alive for that. Oh, my God. You might as well add this. You may add it to that list. Here's the thing, man. I'm not taking anything away from the lyrical abilities of Joel Santana or Lil Wayne in 2021. Maybe they can still rap. But the thing about this project, it was, they were interesting. They were like probably two of the most interesting guys acts 
in rap when they were talking about dropping this. So you wanted, and they were like you said, two cold ass rappers. Yeah. So you wanted to like a dipset, Lil Wayne, Young Money affiliated, associated project. You wanted all of that and the hype was around it. Who in the fuck keeps asking them about this project is what's confusing me. Like, how did this even come up in conversation with Uncasa? Like, there's the, the last thing that I'm asking Uncasa, hey, is hey, you remember the Lil Wayne and Jewels? Like, you think that's gonna come back out or something? I don't care, dude. That shit is gonna sit on the shelf. What do y'all call it? Frozen food? That's X. what that's gonna be, dude. <laughs> Frozen food, dude. Like, no one is checking for that in 2021. No, nobody's checking. The only thing people would check for if it was the original one. Yeah, Maybe. if they had the lost files of it, like back then when they were rapping, and they said it was a business thing. They said Ron Costin went on to say in that interview that it wasn't a personal thing, that it wasn't any like hangups there between Dipset and Young Money. It was a business. Uh, I think Def Jam and whoever they were, Universal, I believe. Yeah, and that's probably what it was. That that was before we had Watch the Throne and What a Time to Be Alive. And people weren't just doing collab projects like at Cross, uh, cross Big Boy uh, labels and shit. Labels might have been, been a little too early for labels to get that. Right. But the fact of the matter is it's a rap. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, I got the original one. It's like eight, nine songs. They're cool. I revisit it once every six years. Like, that, that's fine, dude. I'm good with that. I don't need the new one. We don't need new material from Joel, bro. Like, just do the reality TV, bro. Like, just do it. It's okay. It's cool. Like, I get it. Your passion is rap. You really want to get back in the studio. You really want to let people know what you've been working on. You don't spent 50000 to build a home studio, bro. That's no, he fine. didn't. Did he really? No, I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, man, why somebody let him do that, man? I, hey. Listen, now he, he wish he would have put it in crypto. It's too late. The money's been spent, so he's trying to get back. But it's a wrap, bro. It, Respectfully, you, it's a wrap. What's the shelf life on the the collab albums? So you mean from, from the time that they make it to the time no, it comes I'm out? I'm talking about, are, are there, is there a collab album that you're waiting on, or are you over that phase? Does does black hippies work? Is that when we count? Uh, it's like slaughterhouse. We ain't counting. Yet. Okay, okay. Talking about like okay. like little Uzi and Future. Okay, gotcha. No, no. Uh, ain't nobody. You ain't no pair that you I, dying in the sea. I, the pair that I want to see is something that I is unpredictable. I don't want to sit here and name it and then it come out. Then mm. it's like okay, that's a little bit of a cheat code. Like, I like seeing shit that we wouldn't expect. We didn't expect Drake and Future, bro, even though it, it, it makes sense in hindsight, but we didn't expect that. We didn't know it was coming. Now, their, their part two was supposed to come out last year, and that didn't happen. So maybe that's on the horizon. Maybe he and Kanye get back together, get back cool. Maybe we get the Calabasas. Who knows? Probably not. Again, I'm cool with it if it doesn't happen in social jewels in Lil Wayne. I think the, the room or where the culture is shifted is when you get a female, female artist to do this. When you get the dope Two female artists or one and one? Two female artists to do the collab. But I'm not, I don't know who it would be. Like, I think it would have to be like a night and day. Like you do like Rhapsody and Cardi. No, <laughs> I, I just couldn't, I couldn't think of another name. That's oil like, and water. Nigga. Yeah, but like if you were able to make it dope. I think that that's the next thing that that, that could make a like big splash in the collab pool. I was gonna say because like, me, like, oh Megan, Megan, uh, Rhapsody could work. 
Nah, no, they couldn't. Because because Meg can rap. Yeah, but not it not they they they're on two different ways. It'd have to be somebody like that raps and sings. Somebody would have to rap and sing. That's but that would be one. the surprise, like you said, like the future Drake surprise. If you do Meg and uh, a rhapsody or a Tierra Whack or somebody like that. I gotta hear a song between them first to know if it'll work. Mm, but nice. Fat Joe did the male female thing with Remy, and that was cool. That was okay, you're right. So uh, who knows? I think the two females is the next one up. Y'all let us know, man. Two females. Who would y'all want to see collab on a, a project? That might be dope. Um, before we get to this project that we're reviewing today, one more quick topic. FX has a new show called Hip Hop Uncovered. It is a new six-part series that debuted last week. The series highlights five figures in hip hop that are behind major acts in the industry. It kind of chronicles the impact that the streets have on the rap game. You watched it. I watched it. What did you think, and would you recommend people stream it or skip it? Uh, I recommend people stream it. It was a really good, strong start. I'm it was a, two episodes, right? Two episodes. What, did you watch both? I only watched the first episode. Okay, I watched both. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really, like, there's no spoilers there. Like, yeah, yeah, a no, lot no. of the stuff that you've seen, you know about it, give you, like, glimpses into... Uh, a more gangster side, more criminal side. And I liked it. Deb's story was wild. That's a fact. Uh, I'm most intrigued by Big U. Uh, I like how that whole L.A. thing rolled out. I think, that, did we say that Big Worm's character was based on him? I feel like we've Big mentioned Worm? that before. Because with the curl and shit and looking at him, in he looked pictures, a. it seemed like that's who they was talking about in the scene. And two, I could understand wholeheartedly how LA started like gang bang when they were shooting niggas. Cause ain't no men, ain't nobody trying to fight that big nigga, big you man. Like them pictures that they were showing to that nigga. Nah, he might've been Debo. Ah, Debo. He was Debo. That was yep. it. He just had the curl, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah ain't nobody boxing that nigga, bro. Man, that nigga looked like he used to fuck some niggas up. Yeah. So that really intrigued me. And Haitian Jack tell a great story, man. Yep. Like he, he is, charismatic like yep. he needs to do more in hip-hop more stories podcasts whatever it may be <clears throat> but i i can't wait to see more haitian jack and I, I was really intrigued uh like i said by his stories as well his storytelling uh but i like big U story the best so far what about you yeah so i i watched like i said i watched episode one i'm here for it i dug it I was wondering going into this how much incriminating was going to be done, and because I wasn't, I, I was hoping not to see people just telling themselves left and right. Benny definitely telling on himself, but he already and, went to jail, I believe. That, yeah, that's a fact. So, so there are some slight cringeworthy, like that. You feel comfortable just kind of saying that, but a lot of stuff is way back. I'd like, like the statute of limitations in past, as long as they ain't talking about no murders. Yeah, well. Mm. It's, Okay, yeah, there's some yeah, shootings. Deb was definitely talking about shooting niggas and everything. Deb a beast. Jeez. I forgot Benny. I like Benny's story, too. It's just like, he was pretty just straightforward, though. Like, yeah. sold drugs with Supreme Team, made a lot of money, nigga. Niggas got locked up. How did, I don't see how he avoided jail. They ain't even really got to that part yet, either. That's going to be interesting. I, I like to see where it's going. I, I learned something new, and that's what I look for when I watch stuff like this. What'd you like, learn? What, when they showed the original, when they showed Sugar Hill Gang, mm -hmm. which, which many people credit as having like the first real hip hop song, and they showed the two people that put them on, mm. and they were street niggas, they, like that was a street yeah. nigga that put them on. Absolutely. I was like, oh shit. And so they were literally saying, 
I don't give a fuck about the music. It was the street shit. Yeah. This is how it's been literally since the beginning. And you would have never thought that because that, that's not a street record. You know what I'm saying? The hip hop, hip, like, come on. But that's the nice. niggas behind the scenes were, were, were about all their life. I like what I picked up uh, when they they talked about the first, well, one of the first concerts that they were doing gangster music out in LA. And Big U was talking about how the 60s Crips kind of really got the name for themselves to know what we are, like the Nipsey's and everybody just came from it since then. But he was talking about in the second episode, how they got their name. That was very interesting how they just went around mm. whooping niggas ass at the concert. One, my critique though, uh, one thing that I wish could be better, I feel like there should have been a single narrator to kind of weave the stories together. Mm. Like they hop place to place and I, I, I get it because I'm super interested in it, but I feel like someone who's like mildly interested would lose interest very quick because it's just like all over the place as far as them telling the story. So if it could be more cohesive that would really, really add to it. Uh, like the, the hip hop series that was on Netflix where they had the one guy kind of tying all the stories together and talking to him. So that was that, that would be my one thing about it. No, I agree. But I, I would recommend stream it, check it out. Um, it, it's, we're almost in a renaissance era, bro, for hip hop content, bro. Because like, there's so much new stuff so, that could go out. Bro, right. it's so many different pieces of hip hop content. We got a biggie documentary finna come out on Netflix. I just released a trailer for you got this, you got all kind of shit that's hip hop related coming out. The BMF shit is being filmed in Atlanta as we speak. You know what I'm saying? Like it, there's shit every week. And there's a Takashi documentary on Showtime finna come. There's all kind of shit. The Wu-Tang the Wu-Tang Wu doctor just came out not too long ago. Fire of Mice yeah. and Men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Bro, uh, it's, uh, it seems like every month, at least, there's a series or a documentary or a movie that's coming out or a book that's coming out hip-hop related. And it's dope. It, it wasn't like this 15 years, 05, 06, one like this. What's the, before we move and get out of here, what's the last dance of hip-hop documentaries? Like, is it the Rockefeller joint or is there something else that you would like? Give me the 10-part, give me the build-up, give me like... Which one, if you had to put on that level, would it be? I mean, it's two. It's either the Rockefeller one, like you said, uh -huh. because that that because Jay Z's the biggest rapper of all time, and so the, any story where he that's like he's like the Jordan of rap. Right. So any story surrounding him would you could you could go that route, or and we've said this, I and this may happen because we've talked about this probably three times in 2021 is the Kanye documentary mm. of him film of him filming all of his albums being made. For at least for me, that's the last dance. I'd be glued to that motherfucker. So, the, the, we we've had all the and we didn't even think about the damn uh the Rough Riders and the No Limit last year and what they can do with that moving forward. And so there, there's so much content. I, I think it's dope. You run the risk of going to the Biggie and Pac well one too many times. So I'm hoping that we kind of get away from that or at least tell a different story. You know what I mean related to them, but. Uh, other than that, I, I, I think it's a, it's a new era for this shit. They need a name for it. I can't think of one. For me, I would say the, um, I want someone to break down like groups. I want Dipset, G-Unit, Rough Riders, like in one documentary though, like how it went from, I guess you would say Run DMC or yeah. oh, the Sugar Hill, uh, what is it, Cold Crush Crew? How you start from there, like just breaking down the different crews of hip hop, no mm. limit, like just breaking down each crew, the impacts, and that'd be dope. That. I, I would definitely love to see a big dog series hashed out on the different crews of hip hop, like from each set. That that'd be, be dope. Yeah.
I like that. Um, man, let's get to this topic, man. A, a new movie. Speaking of content, new movie came out last Friday. Judas and the Black Messiah. It's the story of Fred Hampton. I have not watched it yet. You watched it. You've already recommended it in the group I am chat. a revolutionary. <laughs> I am a revolutionary. <laughs> okay, keep Stanfield looking at this nigga. Um, but I'm hearing good things. I'm excited to watch it. But I did get a chance to listen to the soundtrack. Listen to it all weekend. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. I don't know about any type of uh, expectations. Uh, I don't think I don't. I didn't know anything about the soundtrack being this heavy until about two days beforehand, when people started talking about the Jay Z and Nipsey Hussle record. And I'm sure we'll get into that. So that was really what got uh, people's attention that this was coming out, which is a smart play because everybody would like to hear that. My question is, when you listen to it. Uh, what were your initial thoughts on the project? Um, initially, straight through, I thought that the music matched the movie so well. Um, what did you do first, the soundtrack or the movie? I watched the movie first. Okay, gotcha. So I watched the movie first, and I went back and I listened to the soundtrack. I appreciate how black the soundtrack was, one. It's just totally a vibe as far as him setting it up, and him, I mean, Hit Boy. And two, it's like it weren't. Sometimes on soundtracks, you get throwaway songs and it doesn't sound cohesive. This reminds me of that, the Black Panther project that Kendrick worked on, I think. It's like all, like you could tell that I put thought into this. I didn't just grab songs from people and, and call it a soundtrack. That was what I really appreciated about it. And it's like, to steal the kids were like, it was a vibe. Like it was like a, a vibe, even with the slow songs transitioning into the more upbeat up tempo songs. It never strayed too far away from like that main thing of what it was or that main sound that it had or the main objective that was trying to come across in the lyrics and the different songs. And I just think it, it was a great album pairing with the movies and individually with songs that I would listen to outside of it and collectively together, all of the songs flowing. I think Hit Boy did a great job. He executive produced this uh and, and put this album together he he is a continuing to be in his bag for the 2020s and 2021s i ain't know he rapped though yeah I you knew that i did not know he rapped you, i ain't I'm know tell he you why you knew that well oh okay well, i'm gonna tell you why you knew that because he had a song with his dad and uh, i showed you a song with his dad one time and he's on that song so yeah. he's got his little click or whatever but yeah he, he rapped ripped the song with uh he was by himself Bert. wasn't he and that song and the song with Lil Durk and um, Bump J. Oh, uh, G Herbo and Bump J. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, G Herbo and Bump J. I forgot all about I mean, I forgot it. I was like, man, who is this other nigga on here? And had to look and see who that was. That um, Yeah, I, when I listen to it, and this is cool because I have a different perspective because I haven't seen the movie. But mm -hmm. this did what a soundtrack is supposed to do. And there's twofold to that. On the front end, I feel like the soundtrack is supposed to make you want to see the movie. And then on the back end, if you have seen the movie, the soundtrack needs to match the tone of the movie and take you back to probably scenes and, and the whole overall tone of the movie itself. I think it's supposed to do both of those. And that's what worked for Black Panther, in my opinion, the Black Panther soundtrack. Um, so even though I haven't seen it, I'm excited to see it based off of the music because I enjoyed this too. And you know what? It's a, it's a longer project than we're used to but because it's a compilation being a soundtrack and because it's so cohesive it doesn't feel like it's 20 something tracks it does i, I didn't get that at all i didn't get like man god damn when is this over you know what i mean like fuck it, but it's because there's so many different voices 
so many different styles. They slowing it up. They mixing it up some mid tempo joints, some turned up 808 shit. Of course, we got the whole shit that we're gonna get to in a second because I want to get your opinion on that. But I, I think it just worked. And the closest example of this, which we keep going back to, is Black Panther. Like soundtracks have been dead, bro, for years, decades. We hadn't had a fire soundtrack, bro, probably since Baby Boy. If if you even want to count that, right. you know what I'm saying? We made to go back farther than that, nigga. Like right. above the rim. Man. Baby Boy probably was the last notable because you had the uh, the Boosie Collins joint on there. I'd rather be with you. Yeah, like everybody read any uh, Marvin Gaye joint. There's some cheat codes on there because mm-hmm. those, you know, obviously those are throwback joints that already existed, but they mixed in some decent. Uh, new age shit, and it just had a nice, it had a decent vibe of hip hop and R and B and old school. Um, so it, soundtracks have been dead, bro. And this and Black Panthers breathing new life into it. But I do want to ask you about the Jay Z and and Nipsey record. Did it live up to expectations? How did you feel when you heard it? Did it work? Did it not work? I liked it. I, I'm I'm a Jay Z fan still. When he gets behind the, the mic. Uh, puts pen to pad, as he would say. And even though you could tell kind of the Nipsey verse was old, I still think yeah. it made sense. Like, it made sense that that's what they chose. It made sense that's what you would have Jay-Z on. Um, I, I, it worked for me. Like, I didn't have any critiques. I think Jay, as he does, put his best foot forward. It fit the Nipsey verse. I love the line about the Capitol. I love <laughs> love that. I love the big stepping line on the jet with my legs crossed. So, I mean, Jay does what he does. And it also, like, it, it made me excited for the hope that maybe we get a Jay-Z album. Like I said, mm. I always say, before 444, I wasn't checking for brand new Jay-Z, but post post four. post 444 and everything that he's done and, like, just the different stuff that he's put out there, I love to hear another Jay-Z album. Yeah. I thought the record worked. I thought you could tell the Nipsey verse was old because of his voice. If you've been listening to Nipsey, you can tell older Nipsey. Yeah. And then I, I looked it up and the, the, the verse was mad old. Um, the beat is old too, but I thought it sounded good, man. I thought Jay murdered it, bro. Jay does what he does, man, when it comes to current events. I don't, I don't know anybody better. And it's even, it's even better now because you can record shit and put it out so quickly. Like, it sounded like he recorded it, nigga, Tuesday before the fucking soundtrack came out. Like, because he's able to touch day. on that much shit, bro. Yeah, the last day before it was released. Man, that, that, that's what it's He was already good at that. Now he's got a little bit of a cheat code in the digital era. So he could talk about current shit. I thought the Drake bars to kick it off with so I thought that that double entendre was so tough. Sure, like, yeah, he killed that. I, I thought he murdered it, man. He, he talked big boy shit. I was here for it. Um, speaking of other things that worked, what else on here did you that kind of stood out to you? Was that your favorite song off the album? Or like, was it something that surprised? That's the one I found myself revisiting the most. But I'm a big Jay fan, and it's 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 an event when Jay put a verse out, bro. Let's face it. He doesn't put out music every day. It it, it this is an event, man. Like Jay had being featured on something is a big deal in in 2021 for for people like me in our era. Fact. Uh, well, I, there were a couple songs that I liked, like that that were really, really good. That BJ the Chicago Kid. He boom. don't know. Man, that this song "Letter to You" added to the playlist. Come on with it. Yeah, he don't. Um, I like the little Dirk song "On Your Mind." That's cool. Uh, no, I did like that. It was really that good. Ain't... Your boy G Herbo stayed on beat, which is always a feat for him. <laughs> so, and that's that's great. <laughs> I would, my boy. 
the most unique new flow with my boy 42 Doug. I'm putting him right up there for my guys of this year, Pooh Shiesty. Pooh Shiesty song. I really, really like Pooh Shiesty song. My favorite song on the album, though, is that Dom Kennedy, Respect My Mind. Mm. That shit banging. That was the one that I had on repeat. And after I finished it, it got done playing. I'm like, oh, let me run that one back. Dom was ripping that shit. He was talking, like you said, big boy shit, ownership shit. I got my master shit, nigga. I said trends around this bitch type of stuff. And it, it worked. Like, I like the bag that Dom has been in for at least the last two years. I think I've been feeling the hooks he's been dropping and shit ever since the game album. Maybe even some before that game album. I heard him on something. Uh, but Dom been in his bag. And this is easily my favorite song on there. It's called Respect My Mind. Yeah, no, nah, I ain't mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Um, Dom has been, has kind of, has some new life breathed into him. Um, whether he was featured on the Big Sean, on the game, like you said, Hit Boy kind of getting him back in the yo, getting him back in his bag. Man, what worked for me, I really like the Nas joint, that EPMD. Him and Hit Boy, they got a real nice connection going on right now, real nice chemistry. Nas finally got him some production on a consistent basis and it's working. He on there talking big dog shit, condos in different time zones. Like I like hearing shit like that, like press play. Let me run that back. He's, I, I like that. He's talking shit on there. Um, there was a couple of other joints. I did like to shout out to Smino and Saba that plead the four fifth is fire. That's I really like that. Man. You said who? That's my least favorite song. on that. What? <laughs> But you like the Dirk song? Dirk song was bang. Stop. That's banging. I really like that. Um, And then I also really like the um, Revolutionary. That's G Herbo and Bump J. Yeah, what's name ain't on? Hit Boy ain't on that. Hit Boy is only on that song by himself, to my knowledge. Who was that? That couldn't have been G Herbo rapping like that. Ripping. Put some respect on G Herbo name, number one. Fuck with G Herbo. That's my guy. I just, he can't rap. He can't rap. On beat. Ain't that ain't mean that ain't a bad thing that all the money he's made doing it. So hey, shout out to him. But that is what worked for me. Man. Jay, I, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that that's what worked for me, and then also overall just the cohesion of the sound and the and the tone work. Maybe it was Bump J. Maybe Bump J ripped it. He was flaming it. Yeah, he I, ripped I, it. It made me want to hear a Bump J and Hip Boy like record. Mm. I did that. He was killing it. I, I was definitely here for that. Um, what didn't work? What didn't work? I did not. Speaking of the aforementioned Rhapsody, I didn't like that song with her and JID. I'm not a big JID I fan. Did, I ain't like that song either. I'm coming to realize that's just the thing. I ain't a big JID fan. Maybe it was M Extra that ruined his rollout. That's just possible. Talking about him so much on here to think that may have been it. That's possible. Not a big JID fan. He can rap though. He can, he can rap. rap. Don't yeah. get me. Please don't get it twisted. I don't want yeah. him to hear this and think that I'm. Like, he definitely can rap. Yeah. But he's just not. He's not for me. Yeah, he ain't doing I, no I didn't like the Welcome to America uh, with Black Thought and CJ Armstrong and Angela Hunt. Um, it, I wasn't it, mad about it. I wasn't mad at it that. on the album, but I'm nitpicking here. And if I okay. had to pick a couple of things out, it just, just wouldn't work for me. I wouldn't play alone. It would be that. And in the middle of the album, that, at White Dave, um, mm. the G Herbo was cool, but the I didn't like that Nardo Wick song. Mm. But then the, I did like it picked back up with Pusha T and Last Man Standing with Polo G. So just yeah. a, a couple of the the ones in the middle, the praise, and yeah, I mean I'm nitpicking though. Like the album is fire. Like I, I I like those songs 
in cohesion with the rest of the song listeners to the album. I just wouldn't pick them out of a lineup. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, same for me. Some of the newcomers didn't hit. The Nardo Wick joint, yeah. the White Dave joint. Like it, like when I'm going into a soundtrack like this, like really how you how you really pull it off is you have the established people, Nip, Jay, Nas. Then you sprinkle in like some some cats that everybody might not be on like that, but then they dope too, and you kind of find yourself like, damn, I need to check more of this person out. I didn't really get that vibe from it from those newcomers like that, so that let me down a little bit. Didn't get those hidden gems like I kind of was looking for, and then I didn't like the Dirk song, man. I just don't get it, bro. Like he does nothing you know, Dirk musically for me, bro. They didn't do nothing. How you hate Lil Dirk and Young Thug? Uh, that's first of all, hating Young Thug is easy. <laughs> Very easy. Dirk does not. I liked him on the on the Drake song, the Drake joint. He was cool on that. But outside of that, bro, it's, I like I'm his older a, Chicago shit when he rapped. The I'm not a little Dirk fan, but did he ripped it? I like this song. I get. I totally get why people fuck with it. Though. I listen to his music. Like, okay, I see the type of people. <laughs> I totally get the crowd of people that fuck with his shit. <laughs> it right. just it's, it's it just it's. I don't know, man. It's, it don't. It just. It ain't complex, man. It ain't. It ain't. I don't know. It's just. It's just surface level music to me. Though. I don't really move me like it. It's not even good surface level music. Pooh Shiesty. That's okay. Yeah, that song was okay. Now Pooh Shiesty, the new nigga. Clearly, the I'm easy. not convinced. You not convinced? No, I just gotta hear more. That's. I, but I haven't listened to a project yet. I need to listen to the project. He's gonna have a huge 2021 <laughs> huge hey man i hope so um hey. give me a rating dude what do you think man how many reels out of five what you thinking it's four reels easily wow easy flames four reels. easy four reels flames i almost gave it four and a half but like Stop. the the white about white boy dave or whoever the dude's name was they kind of blew it but this was a really good project hit boy continues to be in his bag flames all the way around four reels did you like the ASAP Rocky song? No. You just don't like ASAP Rocky, though. You didn't give it a chance. I tr listened to half of it and had to see? cut it off. Yeah, see. I really am not an ASAP Rocky fan. I don't know what it is either, man, because that song was slow. But yeah, I listened no, he, to the Rakim song. It was banging. The, the, now, to be fair, though, I didn't like the Rocky song either. But it, but it, the thing is, I don't. I ain't going to say I don't like it. ASAP Rocky just doesn't make me feel any type of way. Like, I hear the song and be like, well, okay. And that's what it is. Like I, it's just I, I, I see the following and the impact that he has, and then I hear his music, and I'm like, it ain't bad. Like you just said, it's yeah, not I'm not moved at all. I don't hate on it. I ain't like this nigga's terrible. Right. right. It's just like I always hear his shit, and I'm like, it's just not for me. I'm not moved. Uh, but overall, I really like the project. Uh, it's perfect, man. Music, to be honest. Uh, I give it three and a half. I say it's banging. I definitely mm -hmm. recommend people check it out. Uh, let us know what you guys think on Deck TV podcast on Instagram, or you can go to Facebook in the rap chat. Let us know how you felt about Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack and the movie. Let us know what you talk about the movie too. Absolutely. Well, we got some uh, some wins and some losses to get to, man. What do we got? We got some birthdays and some motion, no? We definitely have birthdays, all that good stuff. But first and foremost, Gucci, man, like I said, birthdays. He turns 41 this weekend, man. Big W, the big WAP, man. Shout out to Clone Gucci. Um, got the new newborn, too. I saw him laid up with the newborn, man. He looked happy as fuck. I saw all 32 of his teeth mm. in the picture, man. So That's big congrats cool. to Guwap. 
Yeah, man. Pooch Ice is doing my birthday party down here in Atlanta. So shout out to Quarantine. He, he, he buy him a, a Bentley truck, nigga. I don't know what he bought him. I I missed that. Uh, <laughs> a, a W, excuse me, an L mm. to your girl JT. Uh, videotape altercation leaked of her getting into it with a fan in a beauty salon. Dude, that shit makes me never want to be famous. Never. This could have been a quick hit. Cause I got yeah, cause the only reason that happened is because JT is famous, dude. And that is the downside of fame. I saw the video for anybody that has no idea what the fuck we're talking about. She was in a salon and there was a 12 year old girl that allegedly came up to her, asked her for a picture or something. Well, she stopped at the salon to talk to her friend. Her friend owns a salon. She's like a celebrity stylist down here in Atlanta. And she was supposed to be just going in and running right back out. The girl, the 12-year-old's mom was in the salon. Mm. And she went outside and got the daughter and was like, oh, JT is in there. You should go say something. Gotcha. The little girl comes up behind JT. JT not looking at her, taps on her back, allegedly. It was like, hey. And JT like, hey. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah, like. And then the mom got mad because of the reaction that JT had to a stranger tapping her on her back and saying, hey. Because the little girl allegedly started crying or something. Yeah, the little girl started crying, and then the mama went off, and it went back and forth from there. And look, I get it, dude. These people are famous. This is what you get paid to do, bro. You got to be on all the time. But this is dramatic. I'll make the comparison, though. This is similar to what happened to Nipsey. Nigga come Mm. up to you. Oh, man, what's up? What's up? And Nip like, bro, I don't even really fuck with you like that. Right. She didn't say that to the little girl, but it's like, hey, how you doing? I don't really just. Yeah. And Nipsey got killed behind this because the nigga got in his feelings about how he responded to him coming up to him just out of the blue like it's like, I'm not sure what to to do to counteract it because I get people pay money. They see these people and they want that type of hands-on interaction so they can tell their friends they ran into JT. But you also got to be expecting a cold reaction too. Like these people don't owe you nothing. Like you paid for it. You've gotten what you paid for. If you pay for streaming, if you pay for the albums, they don't owe you nothing when you out and you see them for you stop and talk, dude. So, Is it weird that a 12-year-old is excited to see JT? Her mom went and got it though. Like, she was in the car. Like, it wasn't even... But I'm saying, is, is that weird that the mom was excited for her 12-year-old? Yes, it's weird for... To me, that, that's what a disconnect is. It's weird for a mom to go get a 12-year-old out the car and be like, look, JT is in here. Like, what? <laughs> you excited to see it. Won't you ask for an autograph? And then for the head, like, so disappointed to start crying. I'm like, weird, JT? Hey, city girl, don't do that though. No, nah, but no, but I'm saying, I'm just saying, and my tw- my twelve year old not listening, not listening to city girl. I'm gonna keep it a stack. She not not on my watch, not yet. But she not on my watch. JT is though. Your twelve year old is definitely going to know who JT is. And she's not she gonna be was- crying. She's not gonna know her well enough to cry when she sees. It's not Michael Jackson, dude. But that's I think that's why the mom may have been so upset about it because she set her daughter up for the okie doke. Like you can't, you can't go get your daughter out the car. You be hype, oh, bitch, JT in here going there and say something like you gay. You done gassed her up, and now she crying because you done gassed her up for this reaction that she's not gonna get, dude. Like, take a picture, take it out the tour, send it in there. Like, what? Wow, man, this is it's 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 crazy, dude. But that's how it happens. Rich and famous, dude. Facts. Big W to Dame Dash, man. He got engaged over the weekend, man. Shout out to him getting engaged on the lover's holiday. 
I saw Dame. Uh, Dame had also had the newborn too, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Had the newborn on Instagram with the fresh Air Force Ones on. So uh, tr- fresh pair of ones, the highs too. Not even the mids. He had the high joints on. Dame, <laughs> Dame rocking the highs in twenty twenty one is Dame Dash. Now I'm saying the son had on the lows though. Oh, shut up. <laughs> he had the little toddler Air That's Force funny. Ones on. They were crispy in the month. That's funny, the uptowns. That's Triple funny. salute to Dame, though. Congrats. He looked happy as he's been in years. That facts, man. I'm happy for Dame Dash, man. Your man, Sahai, a W and an L to him. L, big dog, Bentley truck, I think, got shot up now here in Atlanta, allegedly. Uh, he was chased, ran off the road, shot at, assassination attempt on his life. He's lucky to be alive. He's looking to sit down with all the rap crews and people of Atlanta that have a say-so and, like, end this dangerous stuff that's going on in the music industry. What do you say to that? Yeah, I'm, 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 this is going to double his own deck of the week, too. Because, first of all, if you see the pictures on Instagram of his truck, that shit looked nuts. I couldn't even tell what kind of truck it was until I just really looked, zoomed in. Like I was like, oh, okay, he was in a big dog Bentley truck. And he did, the scariest part about all this is he doesn't, or he claims to not know where this is coming from. <laughs> so let's just say you ride minding your own business and somebody pull up and start clapping directly at you and you don't know why. Like that is, is, is what makes it, it gives it a, a whole nother, layer to it so he alluded to atlanta rap beef escalating being the problem because he it may have been mistaken identity that that's what he was so he kind of spelled out what he (laughs) he thinks somebody who thought he was somebody else that is into it with somebody else and so they took action uh but it was just a wow dub i'm man i'm glad he is he good to go and he's going to try to set some things in motion man to get the city back on one accord so that's why he's getting on deck of the week too because that truck looked crazy man how many cities in other than atlanta can you get mistaken for like riding the Bentley truck that's true. I don't, it wasn't my Bentley truck. That was somebody like that ain't happening in too many other cities where nah. a nigga mistake your Bentley truck for well, another, another Bentley truck. That's, That's a fact. Wild. I, well, who knew Saha had a Bentley truck? I, I better have a Bentley truck. Don't do Saha. All them Kanye songs he wrote. That's Kanye truck. Kanye hasn't paid the goddamn Sunday service choir, dude. I don't know he's paying Saha right. Somebody paying him. Well, Travis Scott. Travis Scott paid. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got Scott, some, he got Travis Scott checks ain't bouncing yet. That's true. That's true. But uh, salute to him, though. All jokes aside, though, that shit look Yeah, all jokes wild. aside, salute to him, man. Do you think that that will be effective? I hope it will. I, I, I don't know how much pull he has, how much respect he has amongst that community here in Atlanta. I have no idea. I don't know if niggas, if Sai, if Sai has send the, the call, the bat signal out, I don't know how many niggas is responding to that. That's why he called on his ATL leaders who to help that? him out. He didn't name names. He said they know who they are. I'm to thinking T.I. Killer Mike. I often say, to be fair, this is something that if, if T.I. wants to speak about all the other shit that happens, a rapper getting his car shot up and ran off the road. An Atlanta <laughs> rapper. 100% be something I would like to hear T.I. talk about and give me some input on. So, yeah, I think that it is time for T.I. to uh, give us his two cents on this because he is more than an expert in this. That's a fact. And this happened to him. Like, this this happened. He lost his friend this way. 
That's true. Like he lost feel like this. So yeah, I, I would definitely love to know what he thinks and, and see what he thinks is going on. Absolutely, man. You got something to put me on? <clears throat> Absolutely, man. You told I seen this dude online, man. What's his last name again? We were just talking about him before the show. Oh, Kevin Samuels. If y'all don't know who Kevin Samuels is, man, please Twitter search him, Google search him, Instagram search him, YouTube search him. I'm not condoning or standing by the advice that he gives, but if you're looking for like an entertaining person, I study communication. He's probably one of the best communicators I've ever seen in my life. And it's hilarious. Look up Kevin Samuels. Enjoy it. You're going to be in a, a rabbit hole. He tells motherfuckers like it, like he feels to tell them. That's exactly what he does. So I really enjoy discovering him this weekend, dude. It was fucking hilarious. Pause. Yeah, yeah. He gives a lot of uh, relationship advice. They, a lot of people say he's the second coming of uh, Patrice O'Neal when it comes to how being straightforward and telling it like it is, he is. <laughs> so a lot of people, a lot of people really? put him in that lane. Is he a, com- he's not a comedian though. No, but, but have, if, have you ever seen Patrice O'Neal like in interviews and stuff like that? Like this yeah, is his bag like right the, here. He had a show called, uh, was it Beige Brown Phillips? Or yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And he used to give people relationship advice and stuff too. So that makes sense. Exactly. So it's, it's in that bag, but no, he is entertaining though. That nigga entertaining. He's an effective communicator. That, that is an effective communicating brother right there. <laughs> Easy. Man, that's funny. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my simple low-hanging fruit. Your Honor series wrapped up on Sunday. We've been talking about it in the group chat all day. It was complete flames. If anybody was on the fence, man, should I start this? Should I? Yes, nigga. Your Honor on Showtime, Brian Cranston, press play, 10 episodes of Crack. I thought the landing was magnificent. <laughs> a lot of people, we a series we just got through watching was undoing, and a lot of people were like iffy on the ending of that. I don't know how you would be iffy on this ending. It was complete flames. I have to give props where props are due. When you stick the landing, it just worked. Check that series out if you have been uh, on the fence about it. Absolutely, man. I'm all about endings, and this one was fantastic. I'll leave it at that. It was a great series. Uh, like you said, great, great series. Worth checking out. Brian Cranston probably will win an award for this. I think the dad, the mob dad, uh, Max, mm. he bodied it too. Okay. Uh, it was a great job, man. Speaking of good actor too, before we get out of here, man, my man from Daniel Kalua. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Man, he, he, it's between maybe him. I don't even know who else is competing with him for the best actors of generation, man. He did, mm. such a, he did a fucking fantastic job as Fred Hampton, dude. That nigga, he fucking bodied that. I can't wait till you see it, man. And that's coming off the Widow's performance. He did a great job in that. Of course, Black Panther, he was good in. Get, Get out. out. Like he, dude is a really, really, really good actor, man. I look forward to like enjoying what he does for a long time. I'm definitely got that Judas and the Black Messiah on deck, man. Uh, appreciate you guys tapping in. Do us a favor, youtube.com slash realville. Make sure you subscribe. Also, also, patreon.com slash realville. We've got brand new reviews coming. We drop them every month. There's even multiple tiers on there, all right? So check out fashion shit, sports shit, the whole nine. Hit the link in the description of this show to subscribe. And go to Facebook and talk to us, man, in the rap chat, man. Tell us what you think about the show, topics, all kind of good shit. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? That's it, man. We appreciate you guys joining us. Remember to support The Real, and we out. All of them.